It's Whiplash on Southern California's rock station, 95.5 KLOS. It's Full Metal Jackie. On the show with us this week, the one and only Nuno Bedencord. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while. How are you? It's, it has been a while. I'm doing well. Happy to have you on the show and so happy that Extreme is back. The new record, six, the first record for the band in 14 years. And, you know, you guys aren't bound to the cycle of album tour repeat. What changes when creativity happens, you know, at your own pace, especially in the case of this new record? Yeah, look, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's... it's um you would think that we didn't do anything for 14 years, but we had probably three or four albums worth. But I think, you know, I've always said to Gary that I never, uh, much to my financial detriment, I would not I would be great to just put out stuff to tour, to make money, to get advances. But I said, I never want to release anything that, that doesn't turn us on, that we're not excited about, that we're proud of, and we want to share with everyone else, you know, just for the sake of putting music out. So, you know, we, we, we had we had 30, 40 songs over the last 10 years, and it's just, we you know, I'm sure they're decent, but it wasn't something that we were just super, super excited about. So until probably 2018-ish when we started, you know, uh, latching onto a few tunes that really built the foundation of the album, Rise being one of them. It's Full Metal Jackie. Nuno Betancourt with us. We're talking about the new extreme record, Six. And there's longtime familiarity between you, Gary, Pat, and Kevin, even after so much time together making Rise. How did you uh, manage to surprise each other? Wow. How do we manage to surprise each other? Look, I, I think I think we always, uh, we've always been selfishly and probably artistically always in our own sort of bubble where when we were never you know even with rise people were like man oh you great you guys released some stuff that sounds modern and it sounds and i'm like really i i i you know it's it's whatever we wrote today and whatever we wrote when we picked up the guitar and, and vocals and a pen and nothing is ever kind of marketed so i think we always surprise each other which even even when we were in the cycle going from album to album Three sides sounded different than Porn Graffiti. Porn Graffiti sounded different than our first album. And not on purpose, and now we're trying to be different. But I think we always stay true to wherever we're at today and now. And I think that's the surprise. I think whenever I turn songs into some of the guys, they're like, wow, really? And then I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, this is, this is what we created and this is what it is. And, you know, as long as I put my head on the pillow at night knowing we're doing what we love and whatever it is that we want to do, that's all that matters, and I think they're always being surprised, you know, from me and Gary being the writers. Nuno Betancourt with us. The new Extreme record is called Six. It's coming out on June 9th. I'm going to have your shot of tickets to see them on House of Blues, Anaheim, August 24th. Let's check out the first single from Six, Extreme with Rise on Whiplash. Rise from Extreme, that is brand new music off their upcoming new record, Six, which is coming out on June 9th. Nuno Betancourt with us. Nuno, we've got to talk about that guitar solo midway through the song, minute-long, epic guitar solo where you just rip it up. There needs to be a category in award shows for, like, best guitar solo of the year because you would win. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, no, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Look, you know... I think the producer, the producer must have let the guitar player play a minute. Oh yeah, I was the producer. That's why I was allowed to play a minute. But um, but, <laughs> but look, you know what? It, it's one of those things where <clears throat> I was. Um, I really 
wanted that's another thing you know you wait 15 years other than wanting to break the chinese democracy record for guns and roses on how <laughs> it took the longest you know i i really we really like i said if you're not going for blood on guitar vocals harmonies arrangements songwriting then there's no use putting it out because people will know and that went for the same thing with playing solos you know and my my goal is always to play an exciting and fun you know i, I grew up on edward and jimmy page and uh, Edward Van Halen, for those who, you know, on a first name basis, but Edward and Jimmy and, and also, you know, and Brian May. And to me, it's like, don't take this in, in a cocky sort of way. It's kind of what you got to believe. If you, if you play a guitar solo or you do something rhythm wise on an album and you wouldn't play it for Edward in the room or any of those guys, meaning you're not proud enough and you're not confident enough and, and you kind of want to take them down. If you don't feel that, then you shouldn't be doing solos and that's the thing those guys especially edward he brought the joy into guitar playing he brought the fire and the passion and and the and the wants and i think people are freaking out a lot about the solo as well which was amazing surprising because you just you know you can't ever assume anything or expect anything but there's been a great response but you know i pulled back and i thought i thought you know what it's not just a guitar solo I'm noticing. I'm noticing that it's been a minute since a band from our genre and our, our decade, if you will, is doing something like this where it's got that fire and that passion as if, it, as if we were 17 or 18 or 19, if you will. You know, like meaning that you go all in and see a solo like that, not just a solo look where a lot of people now, guitar players in this generation, they're amazing, a lot of them. And I follow a lot of them on Instagram. But the way they perform and the way they give you those amazing solos is sitting on a chair in front of their iPhones. So I think people have gotten so used to that that they're almost starved. They saw me play a solo in a song with vocals, you know, a la kind of Van Halen like we used to do back in the day, right? And I think that just got everybody excited and amped up. And it also showed how starved they were for it. Because, listen, I think the solo is decent, and I appreciate that people kind of saying what you're saying, oh, solo of the year, it's kind of early anyways, but whatever it may be, but at the end of the day, it's I think people are just excited and, and, and it's fresh to them right now, the timing of it, because it's been a minute. And I think whether it was Extreme or myself or anybody else, I think it would have had the same reaction in the sense of like, if Nuno did this, if I did what the record company kind of wanted me to do marketing wise and management where, hey, can you give him a teaser and you know in the studio where you're sitting in a chair with your iPhone and put it on TikTok and everything else, which I'm a fan of all of that. But if I did that, and all it was was the solo and no rhythm section underneath and no fire underneath with the band, it wouldn't have had the same impact, like not even 80% less the impact, no matter how decent the solo is or how great it is. I've been doing these kinds of solos for 35, 40 years now, but right now the timing of it, I think is what's making it special. You know, I'm not taking away from what I did in the solo, but come on, I, I really believe I'm getting hit up a lot from peers and guitar players, even Brian May and, and, and Steve I and different guys that are my heroes and saying, man, it, this is the, we know you play like this, you've been doing it forever, but the whole thing kind of knocked us off our chair a bit. It's been a while since we've been like, it's the full package, the video, the band, the fire, all of it. And I, that's, and I think a lot of people have been texting, thank you, not even great solo or great song. They're like, thank you for giving us a rock album. Thank you for giving us something that's just like all in and, and we can't wait to hear the rest of it. Hopefully it brings the uh, guitar solo front and center again in general, because yeah. we miss it. Especially in songs, especially within yeah. songs, right? There's great guitar players out there doing great guitar work, but it's very rare these days to hear it within a band or a song. 
you know, as gross as great bands out there, like Five Finger Death Punch with the most amazing guitar player and James and stuff. But I just mean from our generation in a more straightforward rock and roll kind of way. You know? Nuno Betancourt with us on the show this week. The new Extreme Records 6 is coming out on June 9th. Right now I've got your shot of tickets to see them. They're going to be playing at House of Blues Anaheim on August 24th. Tickets are on sale. Text the word FMJ to 68683 for your shot of two tickets furnished by Live Nation. Good luck. Still to come this hour, music from Iron Maiden. We're going to check out a new track from Ghost and more with Nuno next. It's Whiplash on KLOS. It's Full Metal Jackie. Nuno Betancourt with us talking about the new Extreme Record 6. And Extreme came up in the clubs in Massachusetts and Rhode Island what aspects of those days remain ingrained in you even now? Uh, from back in the day, from back in the 1900s. Um, <laughs> look, I think, I think, you know what I notice is that you know, if there's one thing for the good or the bad, rock and roll in a way is, for, and I, I, think, I think this is proven in many of the bad ways, that it's a bit of a rested development for musicians and artists, you know, where you always feel the same at least we do. I can't speak for anybody else that if anybody has seen the band live since we were 17, 18 or 20, 21, I think everyone would at least say like, when we've gotten on stage, it doesn't change. We're always kind of all in, passionate. There's always a fire and we never do anything just to punch in the clock, whether it's make music as people know now, or whether it's going on a stage, no matter where it is, whether it's, you know, a theater, a club, an arena or a festival. And I think, that always stays with us, that that kind of the reason, the big why. You know, when you do something, even when you do what you do, you're still doing it for a reason. There's got to be a why. There's got to be, it can't just be for money. It's got to be, you got to have a passion for it, and it comes across in what you do. It's authentic. So I think that's that's the part that's familiar, and that's the part that always kind of is that one defining through line through our career. It's Full Metal Jackie. Nuno Betancourt on the show with us this week. An opening for Aerosmith last year at Fenway Park, no less. Had to be a big deal for a band that grew up just outside of Boston. What will you never forget about that night? I mean, look, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's, uh, there's two amazing things happening, really. Opening for Aerosmith, you know, our, our hometown heroes, you know, the generation before us has always been, you know, a dream anyways. You're sitting in a bedroom in Hudson, Massachusetts, and you're writing and you're playing guitar and, and you're thinking, yeah, one day we're gonna open for Aerosmith. I mean, you go for it. You're always going for blood that way and you have to believe it. But when it actually happens, which we ha- we've gotten to do before, it's always, it's, it's, a, it's a dream. It's, it's, it's almost surreal. It can't be real that we're, we're doing that. So every time we do that with them, it's always the same feeling like, man, it's Aerosmith, it's Aerosmith. But then throw, the fact that you know we grew up in Boston and Fenway Park, or should I say Fenway Park, is uh, <laughs> is, uh, is is such you know it's such a cultural and you know we were raised on that. We were raised on sports in, in Boston and, and and Boston Garden, but specifically Fenway Park is one of the one of the most notorious and 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 kind of hallowed grounds in the country. Never mind in Boston alone. So to actually perform there with Aerosmith. And uh, and play at Fenway Park. It's one of those things that when your your younger self wakes up, and you kind of you're really upset that you woke up because you had the most amazing dream, and you tell the band like, "Yo, I had this dream. We were opening Paris, but there's a Fenway Park." Yeah, yeah, Nuno, 
good one that that you know okay relax you know like that'll ever happen and when that stuff happens it's it's bucket list stuff you know it's incredible it's just such an honor and we are so blessed in that way i mean we work hard but we're also so blessed to to even have those sort of experiences Nuno Betancourt with us. Six, the new record from Extreme is out June 9th. And again, the band's playing House of Blues Anaheim on August 24th. It's Full Metal Jackie. Right now, a new tune from Ghost and their covers EP, Phantomime, which is out May 18th. Jesus, he knows me. It's Whiplash on KLOS. It's Whiplash on KLOS. It's Full Metal Jackie. Nuno Betancourt from Extreme on the show with us. And Nuno, you record and tour with everyone like Rihanna, Janet Jackson, Julian Lennon, and Steel Panther, among others. What varies about the way you approach different collaborations? You know, what's cool, I thought, you know, one of the things about me, like I mentioned before, is I I never do anything unless I'm just, I don't know, there's something feels right and something feels just like an incredible opportunity. But that, but I've been asked to do a lot of different things. And there was, you know, there's a lot of things that I turned down if they don't allow me to be me. You know, even with something like Rihanna, when I was first reached out by the music director, he says, hey, you know, She's seen some of your stuff online and she wants somebody to come in and rock out the live show. And, I, and I'd and i be like, well, there's really no guitar in her music. Because, well, that's why. So I was like, oh, I get to be me. I get to like play and be myself and the same rig, same everything else. And, you know, take a song like Umbrella and power chords. And she's he's like, absolutely, that's what she wants. So I've always, and she's given me features on stage, you know, different two or three, and I big solo features. So there's always been a respect there. And, and even, even with that doing, the Grammys with Paul McCartney and being able to do that with somebody that legendary and all these collaborations that I've done, I've always, the most important thing I've gotten to maintain my, you know, my credibility, if you will, and my, you know, my honor in a sense that they allow me to be myself. I, I, I never do anything that I'm going to be embarrassed about or, or look later in life. And, and a lot of people probably in the rock world were probably thinking, you know, performing with Rihanna, like oh, a pop gig. But then when they come and see it or they see stuff online, they realize how great the musicians are and how great the musicianship is. And there's nothing on track. And, and it's all and how much I get to do as myself. And also play, it kept me busy. You know, like it's it's rock, but it's pop. And you're playing club tracks and trap and, and, and hip hop and R&B and reggae. And it was, it kept me busy, but in a really creative, amazing way. So I, I always try to do things that will elevate myself and, and 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 make me a better player and make me a better artist and that's i've been lucky enough to be able to do that extremes new album six is coming out on june 9th join us again tomorrow night for another track off the record plus another shot of tickets to see them at house of blues anaheim on august 24th it's full metal jackie thanks for hanging with me for another edition of whiplash i'm here every monday and tuesday night at midnight Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Full Metal Jackie. Facebook is Full Metal Jackie 666. And of course, you can check out the Whiplash page at 955klos.com for upcoming guests, contests, and of course, you can check out podcasts of every interview that I've ever done here on the show. Don't forget, 
KLOS's name game is back and your shot to win your share of a giant pile of cash and of course tickets to the three-day epic power trip concert featuring Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Ozzy, Metallica, and Tool. Your shot to win happens every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, every hour from 8 a.m. through 5 p.m. And speaking of Metallica, Mammoth WVH, one of the bands opening for them on the two nights in August. I'm going to leave you off with the track from Mammoth 2, which is coming out on August 4th. Mammoth WVH with another celebration at the end of the world. It's Whiplash on KLOS. See ya. It's Whiplash on Southern California's rock station, 95.5 KLOS. It's Full Metal Jackie. Nuno Betancourt with us on the show this week. We're talking about the new record from Extreme. It is called Six. It's their first album in 14 years. And let's just talk about how cool it was seeing you play on a Super Bowl. I mean, oh, come on, come on. You, I think I was on for about 1.5 milliseconds. You I know what? I, That's I more than any kind of representation we've had from the rock world ever. So it was, it was, yeah. odd, it was odd because we were we were all, it was amazing by the way, but we were all in all the rehearsals that we did and even, even in the stadium, whenever they, you know, we'd go up and we'd watch playback, like the band plays through the whole thing. and. And all, you know, it was great edits and we were all in from the beginning and the middle. And, you know, they always, every, every Super Bowl, the band, the band that's playing is, is throwing the party, if you will, you know, like we're, we're supplying the music. So it was really interesting that they didn't show the band. It was so bizarre because if you go to any other Super Bowl performance, it's always, they really equate. They actually even said to her, like, we want you to have a band because we think it's, it's, it's gotta be there. And it's always part of the, the mythology of the Super Bowl. And it's, you know, it's all about music. And yes, it was incredible regardless. It's not my show anyways, or the band's show, so it's Rihanna's show, so it's about her, and, and they decided to show, I think, dancers for 80% of the time, but that's not my call. Just being there, I'm a big sports fan, as I said, being able to do the Super Bowl at 56 years old, you know, come on, and, and doing it with such a, a big artist like that, but also the experience of it and being on the field, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm the nerd sports guy that was like, well, everybody left, after we rehearsed in the stadium, you know, I'd, I'd stay and sit in the stands and check out the field. And then I'd go down and then I'd kind of like, you know, go down and smell the real grass. And then until I got yelled at that, get off the field. And then I'd, I'd, I'd lift my arms up and I'd realize that there's fresh paint on my elbows from like from the end zone that they just painted. That's why they were screaming at me. But I was that guy, you know, taking, <laughs> taking selfies with like an end zone pylon or something. That's me, you know, but. Uh, Do you feel like your your background or music that you grew up on has prepared you for that gig? Without a doubt. You know, it, it's funny because when I went to do the Rihanna tour, people thought it was a simple gig musically. Like, oh, you're so talented. You know, I go, no, you guys don't understand. Everything that I grew up on, all the feels and different pockets and different genres that I've grown up with and and even with extreme we've always been so eclectic right from from doing heavy stuff to more than words to funky stuff to like frank sinatra type stuff it was like we've always done what we just we, we don't sound like queen but we've always had the queen philosophy which is just do what you love to do and and if you mean it and if it's think it's going to touch somebody and it's and it's emotional for you do it so i think yes that definitely was one of the reasons they probably reached out to me because yeah getting a rock guitar player to rock it out that's fine but you know, some rock guitar players that I know, even friends of mine, they're more one-dimensional rock guitar players, and that's what they do. So it was definitely, it was definitely a, a, a musical kind of genre, you know, breaking journey for me to play that stuff. It was, it was really, I learned a lot. I actually learned a lot. Nuno Betancourt on the show this week. 
The new extreme record is called Six. It's coming out June 9th. Let's check out another track from it. This is Banshee on Whiplash. It's Whiplash on 95.5 KLOS. It's Full Metal Jackie. Nuno Betancourt is my guest on the show this week. And you talked about Eddie Van Halen for a moment there. Talk about how he inspired your work on this new record. I mean, he was a big fan of you. Look, you know, Edward was one of those guys that even though you got you got Brian May, my, my top three or four has always been Brian May, Jimmy Page, Edward, and even Randy Rhodes. And that fourth spot, I could put everybody from Neil Sean to Randy. It's a, there's too many great ones, right? That really, you know, Joe Perry, you know, uh, but the, all those guitar players, one thing in common for me, they were part of a band, right? And they knew how to craft and be creative with rhythm playing and solo playing. But Edward specifically, when this solo came out, some of the people I admire, like this Rick Beato, who, who does a YouTube channel, and he's kind of like the guy these days that like the guitar worlds and all stuff that really breaks guitar players down in history and all different things, new guitar players and guitar. But when the solo came out, he really got excited and he said people were hitting him up and he goes, have you heard it? Have you heard it? And then he said something which a lot of people are saying to me on interviews, especially in guitar magazines, where they're saying, man, you're the heir to that throne, man, it's you. And I appreciate that. But the truth is, is there is no one that can be the heir to the throne to an Edward Van Halen. He is the guy. He's the guy, not only that was a great guitar player, but he's the guy that changed the game. He didn't just do great solos and, and great. He was so innovative that it was like this dude was dropped off a, a, a spaceship and, and they just dropped him here and he was an alien. And the second you heard Eruption and heard Running With The Devil in that first album, it was back to the drawing board for everybody. I'm talking Jimmy Page was, would say it, Brian May would say it, everybody would be like, what, wait, what? What is he doing? What just happened? What's going on with rhythm guitar player? You can be that creative and that have that much fire and fun and have a good time doing it. It's not so serious, but yet it's innovative and really interesting and creative. And you cannot take that throne. Eddie's throne is sitting there. It's like the Game of Thrones. You know, you, instead of the swords, you got all the guitars and it's all there and it's there. And the crown is there and it will be there for the rest of days, long after we're all gone. And the reason that is, is I would never be playing like I am without Edward. He was that final, that final piece of my puzzle that just was like messed your head up and made you go, uh oh, yeah, I learned everything before that, before 78. But now uh, Houston, you know, we got a bit of a problem here. There's some other there's some, some other voodoo and some other, uh, you know, sorcery going on. So, yeah, big influence on everybody from that period before him and after him. And he changed the culture and his band changed the culture of everything. It's because he was in the band, don't get it twisted. Edward was great, but you pull out any of those elements and those songs and those rhythm playings and his brother on drums and Dave on vocals and all of that, it's a package. It's what I was telling you before. Nuno Betancourt from Extreme on the show with us. We're talking about the new Extreme record, which is called Six. Again, it comes out on June 9th. Nuno's going to be picking a tune here in a bit. Right now, though, a new track from Godsmack and their latest record, Lighting Up the Sky. They're going to be playing Five Point Amphitheater in August with Stained Godsmack with Soul on Fire. It's Whiplash on KLOS. Van Halen on Whiplash. Nuno Betancourt is my guest on the show this week. Nuno, you have talked quite a bit about how Eddie Van Halen inspired you and how this record is sort of a tribute to him. Could you talk about that? Ironically enough, when Rise came out, I didn't realize something until last week or maybe the week before when I started doing press. And when I started talking to guitar magazines and 
and you know, getting covers for the first time in like 30 years in the US, which is pretty funny. Last time I checked was like 1993, I think I was on a cover in the US. And, and it's really exciting that I get to do that again and, and have a, another round of it. But when I was recording Rise up at my house in the studio, Gary was in town and uh, Gary knows one thing about me for, for decades is when Nuno's recording and Nuno's cutting guitars or doing anything, do not go in the studio, do not bother him. I like to like kind of black out, go into my own world and really stay in the moment, stay present of whatever I'm doing because I, I, I want to stay with the song. It's important to me to play for the song. And I don't even have an assistant in the studio, nothing as a producer. I don't want anybody bothering me with it. You want a cup of coffee? And that'll take me out of my world. But Gary, all of a sudden, I'm cutting the solo to rise and Gary's hitting me up over and over. He told me he was going to lunch. We're doing vocals in a few hours. Leave me alone. He knows that. But Gary called me more in, in five minutes and texted me more in five minutes than he did over the last 40 years. And I was like, what is going on? He's like, come downstairs, come to the front of the house. You know, and I'm like, no, leave me alone. And then after like the 20th time, I'm like, Jesus, something must be going on. I got to go downstairs. So I walk, because it's, plus my studio is a little bit away from the street. So I get down there, open the door and Edward's our front. And I'm like, well, that's a good reason to come down <laughs> and interrupt me. And But the irony was, here I am recording the Rise solo that ends up being, the, I didn't know it was going to be the first single or the opening of the album. And Edward's down there and he's, you know, a big hug and a kiss as he always does. Always been super warm to me and super, super nice. You know, it could, it could have gone the other way where somebody's like, get out of here, kid. You know, like, but he's, he's being nice. He's playing some songs through the windows of his car of Wolfie's new stuff. And Gary's listening as well. And he's proud Papa talking about Wolfie's and new stuff. And then he tells us an amazing piece of news that, you know, says, hey, you know, just between us, you know, we're, you know, Michael's back in. We, 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 we're reaching out. We're going to we're going to go out the way we came in the original band. We're going to do a tour. And I'm like, this is incredible. Way overdue. Amazing. And then he says, you know, I, I know you guys are recording, man. I want to hear the stuff. And I'm like, well, just just let's wait you know how do you how do you how do you play this stuff for edward that's not finished or anything you can you want to get it right you want to blow his mind and it's your he's your hero he's your he's one of your gods not even a hero and i'm like you know the virgo and he's like no let's just wait it's almost there you know he goes okay i'll come back i'll come back we'll listen to it and of course he didn't come back and he didn't make it back sadly because we didn't he seemed so healthy to us at that time and we had no idea and he was so up and pleasant and the irony is is here I am, it's Rise, and you can't take that throne. But definitely after he passed, the album was already recorded, but I really felt this like responsibility to at least, if you don't take the throne, which you don't, but at least you take that torch and you go like, let me spread the gospel, right? Let, let me, you know, all I would hope is when Rise came out and that solo came out that he's looking down and saying, hey, you done good, kid, right? You know, you did good. You know what I mean? You, you're moving this along and you're carrying it. And it was it was bittersweet, but then I, I felt like this, you know, it is a tribute to Edward because it's been a tribute for 40 years, right? In a way to all my guitar players. And what I did sneak in though, is that there's a pedal that Edward has used since 1978 called a phase 90. And this is not to get nerdy because even, I think even in, in mainstream lore, everybody kind of knows what it is. It's a little ugly orange pedal that MXR made, but it's so definitive. And Ed, Edward, you know, everybody uses pedals, but Edward specifically used it in a way that it's part of his tone and his sound and his voice and his narrative and his legacy to the point that none of us could ever use it again. Because whenever you put it, no matter what genre of music you play, like, ah, oh, you're ripping off Edward. It was that powerful. But after he passed, and after I recorded that solo of Rise, I went back and I just added this pedal because that was my little nod 
with my little tribute. I didn't change the solo. I did it with a plugin because I had already recorded the solo and I found a plugin that emulated exactly. And I just quietly wanted to kind of to, to tip my hat to him and say thank you. And, and especially because Rise in the Front has the beginnings of a lot like Eruption. On purpose or not on purpose, I don't know. But that pedal was a little thing that people might hear in guitar players go like, there it is. That's the Edward there. So I know that was kind of a long-winded, very nerdy sort of no, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Nuno Betancourt with us. Pick up the new Extreme Record 6. And uh, Nuno, so great to catch up with you again. And I'm very excited that you guys are back. And I'm excited to hear new music. And, uh, you know, good luck with everything to come this year. I really appreciate your time. Jackie, thank you so much. And, like, you know, thank you for the support because we, you know, the tree falls in the wood and no one he hears it if it's not for you to, to play it and let people know it's there. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for hanging with me for another edition of Whiplash. I'm here every Monday and Tuesday night at midnight. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Full Metal Jackie. Facebook is Full Metal Jackie 666. And of course, check out the Whiplash page at 955KLOS.com. And don't forget about the KLOS name game. We've got your shot to win cash and tickets to the three day epic power trip concert, which of course features Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Ozzy, Metallica, and Tool. Your shot to win happens every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, every hour from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Gonna leave you off tonight with White Reaper. It's Fog Machine on Whiplash. See ya. Mm -hmm.